What's going on, Bulls fans? It's your boy Hayes. Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. Let me adjust the position of my mic a little bit. We got another great preseason game from our Bulls. Now, this one uh, was against the Pelicans, missing both Zion Williamson, Williamson and Brandon Ingram. So we should have expected the Bulls to take care of business. And God, did they take care of business. The thing that I love about, you know, seeing the Bulls play right now is that it just seems like they're having so much fun. And don't knock out that that having fun together, that's what builds camaraderie, right? And we know that this team's going to have to consistently build the chemistry on the floor and off the floor all seems like it's there. But once they start collectively having that fun and everything, it's going to be an amazing, amazing ride. And the brand of basketball that the Bulls are playing, this fast pace, being active on, on defense, right? Uh, I don't know if we're going to be able to, to keep this amount of steals going throughout the season but uh the bulls had 14 steals in this game as a team that's no fucking joke uh, four steals from uh vucevic two steals from uh javante green two steals from lonzo ball one steal from zach levine and then still spread it out over the over the bench there um russo Car alex caruso here, here 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 listen to what i'm saying like his role in the lakers is completely different than what the role we have him playing here and this role that he's playing has him active on both defense and offense he has the ability to shoot and you know this last game he had 10 assists this game in 22 minutes he had five assists five rebounds two steals and 10 points that is going alice caruso may very if the bulls win at the rate that it looks like they may be able to win and that we hope they can as bulls fans alice caruso is absolutely going to be in six man of the year competition if he keeps this going if he keeps this going and keep in mind that the bulls are doing all this with playing an under, undersized Javante Green at power forward, imagine what this defense is going to look like when you replace Javante, who's who's very active on defense, right? I, I love Javante Green's heart on defense and what he plays and the fact that even when he's lined up against players much bigger than him, that the size of his heart keeps him in, in that competition. But imagine how good this defense is going to look when Patrick Williams comes back and the ability to get out in transition as well then because of the the defensive opportunities that a Patrick Williams allows you um if this team and, and and that's the thing is I hope this this team on defense like yes we've played two teams that you know well and the Pelicans are going to be good this season but they were missing two of their best players uh Cavs we know the Cavs are a horrible franchise but uh they have a lot of young talent there as well but uh you know, we play the Cavs again on Sunday. And this, though, is, look, you want to see your team blow these teams out in a case like this. Like, this was competition that, you know, we lost to Cleveland um, late last year. I think we won. We actually split the last two games of the season with them. Uh, the last two times we played them, not the two time, two ga last two games of the season. But, um, and one of those games we were out, Zach Levine. But, like, it's, you, you want to see them dominate the way that they have against the competition that they faced. and. We're going to face some adversary, of course, during the season. But I said this preseason was all about establishing and, and showing what their play style is going to be. And this this the way that they distribute the ball, the way that everybody's a threat out there is going to be hard for defensive to to plan for what the Bulls can do. And not that, the, that they can't come up with a game scheme to, to stop us, especially if they can di uh, disrupt our passing ability, which is it's going to be hard with the amount of passes we have. But nonetheless, uh, me trying to look at this objectively, not just as a Bulls fan, um, it's going to be hard for teams to game plan for us because 
the threat literally can come from all over the place. Um, and you know, in this game, Lonzo Ball, Lon- listen, listen here. You know, I've I've tried to keep my expectations t- tapered some. I have tried to, you know, especially with having this platform to be a fair voice and a voice of reason, uh, and not let my my fandom of the Bulls completely take over. But I'm gonna I'm gonna fan out for for probably on this episode. Lonzo Ball, if he keeps playing like this, God fucking damn. Like the fact that Lonzo did not hesitate to pull up on threes, he was three for four. No, sorry, that's wrong. He was five for six from the three point range. Lonzo Ball was five for six from the three point range, and he was pulling up on one dribble. Like so, in some of these cases, if Lonzo, if this, if this new shot from Lonzo Ball, and I know he showed it some last year, and Zach Levine talked a little bit um, about it after the game as well. If Lonzo can shoot forty percent from three. While playing this level of defense, listen here, the Bulls may have the best backcourt in the NBA. Like, I, and I and I know people are uh, non-Bulls fans are going to disagree, and some Bulls fans are going to say, "Absolutely, Hayes, you're right." But listen here, Zach Levine's improvement on defense and the way he was active on defense in this game, and let's not even talk about the team rebounding, right? And we already know what Zach can do and the efficiency he can have offensively. That's known. Zach Levine ups that defensive game and. People around the league start realizing that Zach Levine isn't no bum on defense. And then you bring in Lonzo Ball, who's been looked at as a good defender, but I think he's gonna he's even taking steps defensively. And then this offensive prowess from him, man, listen, the Bulls back. Nobody's gonna want to face the Bulls backcourt night in and night out. And I don't give a damn. Yeah, I'm fanning out. I don't give a fuck right now. I, yes, I'm a Chicago Bulls fan unabashedly, and I think that this team has the potential to have the best backcourt in the NBA, and I'm standing by that, right? I'm standing by that until proven otherwise. Yes, two preseason games, and I'm saying the Chicago Bulls can have the best backcourt in the NBA this season. There you go. Book it. That's a Hayes opinion. Stamp that motherfucker. Boom. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm really, really, if you can't tell, um, giddy over this team and just finally be, us being able to seem to see that that chemistry and that fit thing, at least so far, has not been an issue at all. You know, uh, yes, realistically, it can become one after, as the Bulls face more stiff competition. That's just me trying to be objective. I don't believe it's going to be one. I believe when you see the way that these players are playing for themselves, all I mean, playing for each other already it's about the team it's about getting the wins everyone on this team and this is what i love about it is demar Derozan has had the most success right he's gone the farthest in the playoffs but even then you know everybody it, because the when they traded him and, and got Kawhi, they won the title everybody kind of made him the reason why they weren't able to get over the hump i'm not even ready to entertain that conversation because that's raptors weren't my team i don't give a fuck what they did there um but when you have everyone on this team has that chip, I talked about that collective chip on the shoulder in the previous video, but other than that, they all have are hungry because they haven't really accomplished much. They are a team full of talented players that haven't really accomplished a lot of things. Caruso bringing that championship experience, of course. Um, but seeing the way that they play for each other, I, I, don't, I don't see how as Bulls fans we can. This is the best brand of Bulls basketball that we've had um, for goddamn, damn near a decade. Uh, just really looking at it. Like it's, it's, it's been a while. Like, yes, we've had a lot of competitive teams even after the Rose MVP year. And we had a, a nice stretch of having a solid, scrappy playoff team, even when our best player and our MVP at the time couldn't stay healthy. But this is different, right? This is different. Um, and Zach Levine, the confidence in which Zach Levine is playing out there, he's bringing that that cachet he's, he had from the Olympic team. And it seems like he's really keeping that that winning and championship mindset. And that's what you want to see from your best player. Vucevic, again, with 10 uh, rebounds and uh, two assists um, and added 16 points in there. 
It's effortless. The big four, right? And I and I know people are going to, but it doesn't seem to be any fit concerns there when you look at Lonzo Ball, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, uh, Nikola Vucevic. It's all just, it seems like they've been playing together for years. And this is, you want them to work this up. They look this good and cohesive two games in you it can get better and i know when i like chemistry still builds right over time and and yes they they have that seemingly that natural chemistry and that they've spent time building those relationships but as they keep winning as that confidence builds as everything it can get even better and that's like i said keep in mind we still don't have our young stud and p will out there and what he's what he's able to do defensively um, Javante Green on this one, two for two from field goal, uh, six uh, rebounds, one assist himself and two steals and seven points. When you look at like replacing Javante Green with Patrick Williams, like, hey, what Javante Green's able to do, taking that to the bench is going to be really good to have a player like him come off the bench uh, with the ability he showed even in that starting lineup. But having Patrick Williams, if you replace uh, Javante Green with Patrick Williams, you know, it's 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 I expect Patrick Williams to get more shots, right? Get more shots, hopefully get to the line more. But we could have a very well a team where every starter averages double digit points. Um, And it may not happen because of Patrick Williams. Like I said, I I don't know how much they're going to feature him in the offense, but it's very, very inside the realm of possibility. Um, Who didn't I get to talk about? You know, I want to spend some time speaking about Vush a little bit more because I don't think I don't think I really talked about him at all in the first game. And And I said this before, and I'm a victim of it. This is why I identified it. Vucevic is going to be one of those players that does that makes his contributions look so effortless from him that you're going to kind of forget him until you look at the stat line and like damn he was out there uh him being more active even in transition um you know how well he can keep that up we'll see but it's just Vucevic is going is a going to be a key piece as much as we talk about all the other players what he his passing in the half court and his ability to see over defenses just with his height and his and his length and his his passing vision, it's going to be so dangerous. Zach Levine off the ball right now is looking like a fucking beast. Um, DeMar, DeMar doing the veteran things. Like, DeMar's role in this team is going to very much be that there's going to be times where we absolutely play through him. There's going to be times where he's called to help pick up the offense, but it's really out there to be kind of the the glue guy, right? Kind of the guy who brings everything together. And, like, I, I want to see how these splits uh, even out. But I don't, I don't think, before I thought, DeMar may average the second most points on this team. Now looking at it, I don't, I, that may not be the case um, going into, and we'll see how it develops and goes in, but he may be like lead in so many other stats that it's just, like, I mean, not lead, but like contribute a little bit everywhere. And you want that from your veteran presence. And I hope people don't use that if his, if his stat line is a little bit lower as a regression. But even if they do have that conversation, fuck it. Cause as long as we win. Um, but uh, yeah. Uh, um, Donovan went very deep on his bench um, this week. I think every player that was available got a couple of minutes. We even got to see Simonovich out there. He played five minutes, uh, went 0 for 1. Um, not a huge, huge amount of time. Uh, we got to see Stanley Johnson uh, this game play for 15 minutes. He had a negative plus, uh, he had a plus minus of negative eight while he was out there, which is, I don't want to say it's alarming, right? Because, you know, the Bulls were leading most of this game. You know, it's not like they were, when Stanley Johnson was out there, were playing to his strengths or featuring him at all. So, you know, he was just out there trying to get some shots. One, one, from, one for three. Alzay Johnson. Listen, Alzay Johnson is going to be 
as much as Alex Caruso is very much a city of a player that the city of Chicago is going to love, Alize Johnson is going to be that as well. Just active. And, and like and, and again, it's not going to necessarily be about the stat line with him. It's going to be about watching the game, seeing the little things he does, seeing how his activity makes things more uh more hard for the other team. Like it's you're you're not gonna you're not gonna get easy rebounds with a player like Alize John Alize Johnson out there. Just keep that in mind. He's and playing a little de facto uh, backup center here, which was awesome to see from him. Troy Brown Jr. as well. He got uh, 13 minutes in the game. He had a plus, uh, plus minus of plus 16. Two for four shooting. Um, Troy Brown Jr. is going to be good. I I, I really, I, I think Troy Brown Jr. is going to be one of those X factors off the bench for us. Um, so we're still missing a couple of players from injury. Of course, Patrick William, uh, Kobe White, uh, Bradley, I believe, wasn't available this game either. So we'll be seeing from him uh, as well. Io got only eight minutes this game, as well as uh, Matt Thomas also only getting eight minutes. So uh, Donovan really trying to take a look at, at a lot of other players to see what they can do. Uh, Derek Jones Jr. got 10 minutes. I already talked about Troy Brown Jr. Alizé Johnson got 14 minutes. Stanley Johnson got 15. So those are players uh, we didn't see a lot of before except Al Alizé. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's exciting. It's exciting time to be a Bulls fan, man. Uh, that's two preseason games in, two wins from the Chicago Bulls. Play again tomorrow, which is Sunday as of this recording. Uh, we play the Cavaliers again, so be on the lookout for that. I'll definitely have a video up um, probably shortly after that rather than wait till the morning of the next day, um, so to say. But we're breezing through this preseason, man. Let me know what you guys like the most about seeing the Bulls play. And then uh, let's just keep it fair. Also, comment down below one thing so far that's concerning you. Um, which is hard to have, I guess it's hard to have concerns when your team's winning by such large margins, but if anything's out there, uh, that you would like to see, you know, the bulls kind of try to improve on, um, wh while we finish out this preseason, let me know down below as well. Let's not always just focus on, uh, cause they're doing everything great, but let's also, uh, if we can have some healthy conversation about things that we like to see the bulls do a little differently, but that's it for this episode of Chicago bulls central. I am your host Hayes. And like I like to end every episode of this lovely show on go bulls. I love you guys. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.